Hey, Green Future Growers. Welcome to Season 4. I'm your host, Jackie Marie Beyer. I'm here to help you create, grow, and enjoy your own organic oasis. I hope you'll subscribe for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing. Welcome to the Green Organic Garden. It is Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. And I have an awesome guest, a rock star millennial, back on the line. He's come back to talk to us about some of the changes that have been going on. I'll try and see if I can repost our um our first episode which i was looking up and then i got sidetracked so i can't remember when it was but it was like way back when i first started and he's brought his amazing sister on the line so here today from alberta canada are ryan and tessa agre so welcome back ryan and welcome tessa (laughs) thanks so much for the for the awesome introduction there jackie we're really happy to be back well, I'm excited to have you guys on. You sent me that email and I said, you bet. And it sounds like you're doing amazing. We were going to try to post this right away because you have a Kickstarter. And then did you say you like met your goal in 15 minutes? I mean, that's amazing. But we still want to encourage listeners to go to the Kickstarter. Anyway, I'm going to be quiet. Go ahead and tell listeners about yourselves. Introduce yourselves. Tell us everything that you got going. Oh, for sure. So I guess uh, my name is Ryan Agri. Uh, I'm one of the founders of Hope Innovations. Uh, I'm Tessa, and I am the other founder. Uh, yeah, we're just a brother, sister, team, which, yeah. Yeah, and I guess our goal, or what we've been trying to do over the last few years, even uh, before we had the first interview on the, uh, the Green Organic Gardener podcast, we want to make hydroponics more accessible to everybody, more affordable, simpler, and kind of more of a, a, an experience where you have independence and not really like tethered to the company when you buy the product. So we've worked on developing a series of technologies so you can use your own seeds, use whatever seeds you want, use whatever nutrients you want, and just in general, try to make hydroponics really simple and accessible for indoor growing. Um, yeah, so we kind of started off at first, we um, wanted to remove transplanting, uh, and we worked on a few different technologies to try and make that happen in a real simple way. Because the the problem is when, at least when we were starting off in hydroponics, if you wanted to kind of get an all-in-one type system, you would need to buy pods, like refill pods. And so in order to grow your garden, you'd have to keep buying seeds from the person that provides the garden like a little pod, it's like usually three to $9 per plant. And I don't know, like I, I want to garden for independence and it kind of feels like you're, you're tethered to the company at that point. Um, so what we tried to do is create an alternative so you can have like a real simple plug and play garden, but use whatever seeds you want. And we, we ended up nailing that and we patented just so that we could protect ourselves just so that uh, another bigger business doesn't just sort of like push us out of the way. Um, so from that, we, we started our first garden, which is doing extremely well. And that is our plug and play type garden, the Eden Garden. And then uh, we reached out to our community to be like, hey, what problem do you guys want solved next? And they wanted a vertical garden, preferably like a module vertical garden, something they can kind of just stack together as high as they want and build it wherever they want. And so we spent uh, two years developing that. And that was actually the Kickstarter that we're doing right now that we launched. Um, and yeah, like you alluded to at the beginning, it's doing extremely well, way better than we could have ever imagined. Uh, we made our goal in 15 minutes. 
So uh, the previous one we had before, it took just about the entire month. Actually, I think when we first did our interview, we had a Kickstarter and we actually didn't make our goal. So we seem to have found something that uh, our community loves and we're super excited to bring it out because it's it's a really revolutionary concept in uh, hydroponics and indoor gardening. Yeah, and it, it, I guess like the biggest thing too is like we wanted to make sure hydroponics is simple and we've done it with especially this garden coming up uh, as well as the other one where it does have a tendency or like a, where it's complicated and people are like, well, there's pHs or like EC and like a whole bunch of just stuff that you have to think of. And uh, whereas in me, kind of dialed it down to a science or to a system where it's as simple as dropping a seed and you can have a garden in 30 days, which has been really nice as well. So it's the complications are gone with it, with the hydroponics, which yeah, it's really nice. Cause yeah, now everyone and anyone can grow their own food. It doesn't matter where they live, especially if you're in like a city or a town, or I know for us, we have four months of terrible growing season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you win the lottery if you can get a garden. <laughs> so you have to find an alternative. And that's uh, one of the alternatives that are becoming more popular in uh, Canada, especially as you go up north, is some way to grow indoors or in a controlled environment. And um, this is sort of our solution to it. And again, we don't we don't really care if you buy our product. Our goal is that people have access to hydroponics. So we've developed courses. We kind of uh, we kind of have some rules that we recommend people if they are interested in hydroponics to just look at these things in a system so that you don't make mistakes that everybody else has made when they get into hydroponics that we made. And it took us a few years to kind of break it down, but uh, that we could even go over some of those if you want, just to kind of help people if they're in that process to know what they're looking for. Again. Like it's like you don't have to buy our product. It's just don't buy a product that's not going to solve your problem and spend a lot of money in doing so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of those challenges that people might be facing. It's so funny because just this morning I was thinking I just want to plant some lettuce. I want to get my lettuce growing, and I was like, why am I sitting here? Why am I not going? And I know it's because last spring. I planted a bunch of basil that never germinated. It didn't do anything or some of the seeds germinated and then they died before. And I'm just like feeling in this total state of, I don't want to do what I did last year and have things not grow. I'm, I'm not sure what to start, like what kind of tree I should start in. Like, so I'm in, as you know, Northwest Montana. I feel like you could probably almost put seeds outside like lettuce might grow outside right now I don't you know we'll probably get snow again we'll be getting some pretty cold frosty mornings I don't know but anyway back to like what listeners who might have tried hydroponics might be scared of getting into again or like some things they might have failed with or if they've never done it like yeah some of those things okay uh, I guess we kind of had like five rules that we would um, do when we were doing some of our trainings that just, it'll set you up so that you have a garden that lasts you for your life, right? So um, one principle would be simple. And, and that goes alongside of you want something that isn't going to have a million different pieces that have to be cleaned. It's not something that has a lot of your attention to be successful. I mean, if you like tinkering, you can tinker, but, you know, it's nice to just plant the seed and wait and then have your basil and kind of be done with it. It's fun to grow things, yeah, but I you don't want to be... Yeah, you know, it's I, I like growing things, but I don't want to spend an hour every day at my garden in order for it to succeed. 
And another thing with the simple thing, um, especially with indoor gardens, is the setting up and taking down. Because if you have like 100 parts that you have to piece together, uh, you can lose them. There's 100 parts that can break, uh, as well as you do have to clean them eventually. And so you don't want, like, you want to make sure that when it does come to cleaning, you can easily, like, disassemble your system. It's not going to take you two, three hours and, like, turn into, like, this big ordeal. You want to make sure it's, you can just, like, click apart and in 20 minutes you're done and you can, like, replant your garden. Um, that's a big one, too, because, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the, like, these, pretty much all these principles or these, like, things that we've realized, it's just our community coming to us and there's just five common problems that we hear over and over and over that lots of people are experiencing. And yeah, the simple one is huge. Yeah. I'd say another really big one is uh, universal. And so what we mean by that is you want to have a garden that doesn't tether you to the company. So if better light technology comes out, you can change out your lights without having to buy a whole another garden. Um, if your pump breaks, it's easy to find a replacement pump. And, and basically all of this stuff is interchangeable because the, you know, you want this garden to last maybe 10 years and stuff happens in the last two years. If uh, there's a huge demand for, say, like um, some product that's breaking and doesn't exist or the company goes belly up, there's nothing you can do with that garden anymore. So uh, it's important to look at it and be like, OK, what would happen if the lights broke? What would happen if this stops working? Do I have to get a whole other garden or can I go on Amazon, find another set of lights and start growing again? Yeah, because a big like going back to that is a big problem that we were hearing is uh, there was lots of like custom parts, custom lights, custom pumps that um, systems would have. And if a light bulb would go out, they couldn't simply go to Amazon. They couldn't even just switch out the light bulb. They were having to get brand new like ballasts and whole light systems just to replace the bulb because it was like built into it. And again, it was like more expensive to replace a bulb, which should be like a quick, cheap, easy fix. Uh, it was more expensive to do that than it was to like buy the garden. So it's, a, it, it's just something to kind of be aware of as well as that's when, you know, like save money. Uh, when you don't get something that's universal, that's when indoor gardening can get super expensive because you're, yeah, you're tethered and whatever they're charging, you, you have to pay or you have to buy a brand new garden essentially. Yeah. And a big part of that I find is, is like Tess was mentioning the lights, like lights is a huge part of indoor growing. Um, let's say if you're not next to a window, uh, particularly if you're growing in a closed room or a spare room, which a lot of people just only have that as an option, um, they'll sell like a customized light fixture because they know you have to buy it and they'll charge through the nose for it. So it's, it's looking at it and be like, oh, can I get different lights with that? I can. Okay, that's a garden that's probably worth investing in. Oh, is that a custom light that I can only get from you and there's like no possible way to get it anywhere else? well, that's a big risk you're taking. And so we, we try to steer people away from that because it's, it's, they're not going to be happy after a couple of years if that something happens to that light. And then so just true too. lights are so expensive. And like my husband and I right now are like going through the battle of like, are his tomato and pepper, which uh, yes, do I want the tomato and pepper seeds? What's going under the lights or my marigolds and snapdragons going under the lights? Like <laughs> yeah, lights are super expensive and I had to buy bulbs this year and this is the first year we've had two grow lights going at one time but still we're still both just like oh I want to plant this and I want to plant that so yeah bulbs are expensive yeah well and then like you say it's it's not like you have an infinite amount of space you can grow so um you want to make sure that 
the lights have enough coverage. That's another thing. Because if they give you a light that's poor, which some of the like cheaper kind of starter systems are, well, it's not going to grow very well or you don't have much space to grow. So all things to, to consider. Um, it's especially if you're looking for a long-term solution. Uh, if you're looking for more of a novelty just to kind of see what hydroponics is. But usually what we find is, you know, you spend two, $300 for the novelty and then you want to upgrade. You would have been way further ahead to kind of start at something that you know has a good long-term um, life to it. And then, and that's kind of what we tried to offer, I guess, in, in our product on our Kickstarter. But I guess we'll kind of continue with those uh, before yeah. we go into too much of that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, And then, yeah, like another big thing to like look for is refills. You'd want to avoid uh Refill. So lots of, especially with indoor garden, a lot of these um, systems require you, it's like a proprietary piece uh, that includes the media, the pod and the seed, and they're super expensive. So it's three to $9 to get one seed. Uh, and like, and that's the only way you can grow in that garden. So then it becomes like really expensive. It's more expensive to garden than to like go to the grocery store, which kind of weird yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> as well as if those things like if the last two years like there's a big need and people want to start growing their own food they're out of stock and then you can't grow or you have to wait for whatever you want to get back into stock and it's just yeah it's a vicious cycle it's expensive and so if you can get systems that don't require refills and you can use universal uh, media like rockwell we use you can get that anywhere. You're not reliant on one company. So if we're sold out, you can go down to like the local hydroponic store. You can go on Amazon. And then you want to be able to use any seed you want, again, because you have a lot more freedom. You can grow any variety of plants that you want. And you're going to have a lot more security just because, you know, if one person sold out, you can just keep looking to see what's available. Yeah. Or buy 500 seeds and you can grow the whole year. So, yeah. And then, uh, so then I guess uh, the fourth one, I think we're on the fourth now, would be uh, easy to maintain. And obviously there's some overlap between these because they kind of exist, but uh, easy to maintain is back again to like something that you can take apart. You can clean easy, that it's easy to access when you're adding water. It's, um, it's easy to clean up the plants. Uh, it's easy to check your pH. It's easy to change out the water, that kind of stuff, just because you're you're going to have to maintain your garden. And so a big part of what we tried to focus on is something that's very little maintenance. So it's like maybe 15 minutes a month of maintenance. So when you're looking at the garden, you kind of have to conceive, okay, well, how would I, how would I harvest it? How difficult would that be? How would I clean it? How difficult would that be? Um, because these are things you're going to have to do. And, and there are systems out there that when it comes to cleaning, it's, it's almost impossible because it's, it's either just one long piece with no access holes. Um, a common problem where this happens when it first happened to us is when we did DYIs where we took PVC pipe, drilled holes in it. And the problem is there's really not very good access other than the holes we drilled in. But it's not like you can really clean that out very well. You kind of have to squeeze your hand in the hole and you can kind of squeeze like just around where the hole is, but everything else is sort of inaccessible. So you can't, you want to make sure that you can get to everything so you can clean it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last one is spacing. And as you were saying before is indoors, spacing is very valuable and it's like, it's limited, but you're trying to make the most of every spacing. Uh, and lots of the time, like 
plants, as you know, like only grow as big as their environment. And so uh, if you have a countertop or like a smaller garden and it says you're going to grow, you know, eight plants, 10 plants in a very small square footage. Like a foot by foot area. It's like um, the, the plants aren't going to grow well. And so you're not going to be able to like they're going to compete. They're not going to actually be able to grow that well. So you're going to have eight plants that are maybe can like do a lettuce or I mean, and let, let, uh, maybe do a salad or like, feed, you know, like make enough where you can have one bowl of salad. Whereas in for us, we want to make sure that we had proper spacing. And so your plants can grow large and that way you can actually grow things that can sustain you and make that space worthwhile. Um, because yeah, now that garden, like your plants can grow big enough where you can actually make meals out of them instead of just like a little novelty where it's like, oh yeah, I have like three pieces of lettuce. <laughs> yeah. This is so cool. I'll another month for three more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I finally found your Kickstarter by going to hopeinnovations.ca and then clicking on that Kickstarter. Cause when I went to Kickstarter first, it went to the, the old, the original one. But that mm. tower design is awesome. Like it looks like a bookcase for vegetables. I mean, that is just, I can tell <laughs> it's not taking up a lot of space. Like, and it's, it's just like, I have, I guess I've just been really struggling as typically I always do every winter with like the lettuce and salad. And I'm like a total salad eater. Like there's plenty of days where I eat two salads in a day and just, um, this just like it just it it it's like classic and sleek and, and and it looks you've got the bookcase like kind of on the opposite wall from it but it does it looks like it just blends in and and fits right in that picture there instead of um some of the more like I, I interviewed this guy in Brooklyn which I never did post it because he kept cutting in and out and it just was it, the interview never I should I should reach out to him to do it but anyway his towers were just I don't know they were just awkward looking this is really nice like I could totally see this in your home especially in your kitchen well thank you I, I haven't heard that but I love that um I guess that metaphor like a, a bookshelf a bookshelf for your plants I think that's a perfect way yeah, to describe funny it thing is I was just watching Joanna Gaines yesterday I love Fixer Upper I love everything about Chip and Joanna Gaines but she like design she had this like guy specifically designed this like herb garden for this woman like it was like um this it held like the pots on the wall but all i could think is like okay the pots you could see the drain holes like yeah they were cool herbs and it would be really nice but one it was too tall there were like the woman was it was three there were like three shelves kind of woman was barely was gonna reach the, the first one and then they were gonna drip all over the place i was like that is so it was just gonna make a mess and and so it's so funny to be looking at this today um and just it looks like it it grows a lot of food just like you guys were saying but in a very small in, in a smaller space and and design like i love the way there's like all those little shelves like it totally looks like a bookcase for plan <laughs> well thank you no we we put a lot of energy and effort into i guess trying to like we kind of listed the problems that we've been finding with hydroponics and just trying to address them so one thing that is cool about that um, tower style is that you can just get a countertop with just one layer and that gives you the space and kind of a, a chance to try it out but now you have a long-term garden because you can just buy another layer and stack onto it 
you don't have to buy a whole other garden. And so, and you can just keep stacking layers on. Oh, if we, yeah. yeah. So it, it takes care of a lot of the, like, it's, it's something that you can try out and then sort of expand to later without having to buy a whole other garden. Um, it uses, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's just like, yeah, it's kind of like a foundation garden where it's like, you can get the foundation and then, yeah, like pretty much build your shelves each as you want to expand your garden. Yeah, your bookshelf. Yeah. You want. Exactly. <laughs> For more books. Um, so that would be like one big vision that we had behind it. it. It doesn't need refills like we were mentioning. It's really, really simple to take apart and put together as well as clean. Like the lids just come off and then you have access to all of your plants, all of your roots. Um, it's all universal. Like you can change out the lights if you want. You can change out the pumps. So I don't know if you have a big space and you want to stack the tower 20 high, you could do that. You would just need a stronger pump. Um, it's self-watering, so it's extremely simple for you to, you just plug it, plant your seeds, and you're done. And so it's, that's kind of like the, the bigger vision of what we want to have available for customers that fixes all these problems. And this was kind of our, I guess I'd say this was our attempt at doing it, and it seems so far the, the community loves it. Like, this is what people have been looking for. Yeah, I can see why. That's awesome. So it could go up taller than four because like it looks like the fours, it, it kind of looks like that way. Like you would only yeah, four, so but it could potentially, but then you would need a some kind of bigger pump. Yeah, exactly. So like it, the highest we stack, we sell it is at four because the pump only pumps that high. But going back to sort of the universal principle that we want to kind of, uh, I guess, make our system part of, you can change out the pump quite easily, and then you can get a pump that can pump 20 feet if you want. So the only thing that's stopping you from stacking it higher is the pump doesn't pump that high. Um, but you'd yeah. also you'd also want to fasten obviously the top of it because you know you go 20 feet high, it is going to start to get a little a little tippy probably. Yeah, I think that a really cool thing. Uh, well, Ryan he designed it where uh, you can like stack as high as you want because there's actually no running cords or like running hoses everything's built into the legs so you don't have to worry about like oh yeah is this hose going to be like fitting if i want it like you know like yeah, i want, <laughs> I want it like five like uh layers how long of a hose do i need it's you don't need to worry about that it's all built in the legs so you just stack the layer and then everything's right there which is really really neat yeah, it just runs the power and the water to the next layer automatically once you put the legs in. So there's no running hoses or cords or anything like that. So it, um, yeah, it's a good, it's it's a nice solution for someone that just wants something that they can kind of add to and and doesn't take up a bunch of space, looks pretty sleek, but also pretty affordable compared to a lot of the systems that are available. Do you guys want to talk about price at all? No, the price on the thing is Canadian dollars, right? Which <laughs> higher like most people like i think if you buy something from canada with us dollars it's usually less expensive than what it's uh i don't really want to talk too much about something i don't know about but, but <laughs> i bought i bought like a broad fork and a bunch of t-shirts from jm fork ba from growers and co the other like a year or so ago like i think it was last year and uh it was like christmas 2020 I think and uh you know it said it was like 250 dollars, and then like i don't even think i paid 200 dollars american 
Yeah, the American dollar is a lot, a lot better than the Canadian one. So yeah, yeah. like if, if you are on Kickstarter, it should show the Canadian price and just under it should give you the US price. If you're from the US, it kind of does that automatically. Um, if it doesn't, I think I can do a conversion, but it's like I'd say roughly it's about half the price of what you would normally find uh, for a garden that size as far as hydroponics. It comes with the lights and everything like that. So it's uh, it's very affordable. And, and, and we're able to do that by making it module because like Lego bricks, um, you're just kind of making the same Lego brick over and over. So when you have something that has a lot of different parts, it can be expensive to make. But when it's only two or three different parts and you're just making hundreds of the same part, it's very affordable to, to make something like that from a, from a manufacturing point of view. And so that was kind of our, that was our approach to try and make it really affordable. It's like, we, we can't cheap out on any of the, the quality. So let's just be really efficient about how we use every piece. I guess I'm not seeing where it says like how much a tower costs or like how much like a, like just the one level, like it's not even giving me a Canadian or a. It might be, are you, if you're on, sorry. Uh, if you're on uh, the computer, it's going to be on your right-hand side, and it's just like it's gray writing, so it's really easy to miss. And if you're on a mobile phone, you have to say like "back this project," and then it'll take you to all like the the they call it rewards, but all of the different um, options that you can have, where it'll tell you the price. Oh, that explained it. I didn't push the back this project. Even on my desktop, it made me do that. Got it now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I guess um, for people that might have not heard of Kickstarter, not familiar with crowdfunding, what it is is so me and my test, me and my Tessa, <laughs> me and my sister are the only people that are kind of part of this company. In order to make something uh, like a product like this, it's actually very expensive to get the equipment for manufacturing. So the way that we can afford it without going to investors is by crowdfunding. So what we do is we say, okay, we need to raise this much money and we are going to pre-sell the product. If we don't pre-sell enough, we don't make our goal, uh, you get all your money back. If we do, we promise that we're going to make the product. So our very first Kickstarter, I think this was, might've been the one that we did our interview uh, before, because I think it was 2017, um, we didn't make our goal. So all of the backers got their money back and we had to look at it like, how can we do this differently? And then we launched another Kickstarter and we tripled our goal. And then uh, this one, same thing, we did Kickstarter. It's doing unbelievably well. Um, but the whole thing is, is that you're pre-buying the product. We give it to you at a big discount and in exchange that gives us the money to do all the manufacturing without going to investors because a product like what we're offering isn't something investors like. They want the customer to have to keep buying from you. They want, okay, well, how do you, have, yeah, exactly. The refills and how do we make it so that if something breaks, they have to buy a new garden and how do we get every cent we can out of our customers? And as a customer, I don't like that. So I don't want to make a product that does that. But to get off the ground, the Kickstarter is basically the best way for us to do that without having to compromise our goal or our vision. Um, with getting investors involved. So that's sort of the why we did a Kickstarter and kind of how Kickstarter works. You, you pre-buy the product, and then if we make our goal, then we'll make the product. It gives us enough money to buy all the manufacturing equipment. You, but you, like, 
how did you get all these pictures of them? You must have made some kind of prototype, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So I uh, I have a three D printer, and I just oh, spent cool. three months three D printing every part. It took about three months to make it. It's about seventy six parts that are glued together, and then I did a time lapse to demonstrate it can grow and to prove everything. And then uh, that's where all the pictures are too. So it's just, I mean, it's, it's all prototype based pictures. Um, yeah. So that right. just kind of. So even though you met your goal, if listeners want to get the pre-sale price, they can still go to Kickstarter. Did you tell me, was it April 20th through April 20th? Is that right? Yeah, 100%. And yeah, 100%. They can still pre-buy the product. It's actually better for them now than it was before. Uh, the reason is, is because now we made our goal, you're definitely going to get your product. And then the really cool thing is because like it's doing so well on Kickstarter, there's actually, we have like stretch goals. So if we reach a certain amount of like um, pre-sales, then we'll give, we'll keep, like we'll add things for free into the system kind of as a thank you. So Right now, we have like a bunch of free things that they will get with each system uh, included into the price. And it's going to be like a, a microgreen kit. You're going to get like a pack of seeds, uh, hemp plug, plugs and biodegradables. Uh, and then there's like a really cool splittable cup option. And then we also have like extensions. So you can extend uh, and increase the distance between each layer. So now you can grow your larger like plants, like your tomatoes and that. It's a, a lot better for that. Um, and then, yeah, the splittable cups is a really, really cool design that um, our community actually helped us come up with. Yeah, so a lot of people wanted to be able to start indoors, like you're doing right now with your grow lights. And then once they start to get established, you got your seedlings transplanted outside. And so um, with our design with the cups, it's kind of difficult to do. So now that you can split the cups apart, you can start with a biodegradable plug, get your seedlings started, split the cup, drop it in the soil. And, uh, and then start growing again. And so it's a real convenient way for the customers to be able to transplant and use this garden for a whole bunch of things. So like microgreen layers, as well as a starter garden for their outdoor garden, because we grow outdoors as well. Um, it's just, you know, in, in Canada, there just isn't a lot of time to grow outdoors, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, you guys talk a lot about your community and I'll bet my listeners want to know, how do they become like, is it through the Kickstarter that they join your community or how do they get to be part of your community? Um, lots of it is uh, just customers that like buy it. We have like a, a, a private Facebook group um, that if you buy a kit, you, you, you can be part of. And then it's just like, if you run into any problems, you know, if you have uh, want to show off your garden or yeah, any questions that come up, you can reach out and then the community will help, help you. We'll help you. And so it was kind of like our goal to just, again, we don't want to just have a garden and be like, okay, like it's your problem now. Like our goal is for you to grow your own food. And so this is a way, if you run into problems that we can help you continue to grow your own food. And then as well as a lot of the times people just followed us on Facebook, followed us on Instagram, and we do a bunch of just kind of free hydroponic tips on that. So that would be part of it as well, where they like, they like what they're hearing. They like what they're learning and then they just follow us along and then they'll give us comments. We're like, it'd be really cool if you did this. And uh, we've, we've been too lucky with them. Like the people that have supported us. <laughs> oh, it's, it's insane. Our customers are just phenomenal and they're very supportive and they give us just r- ridiculously good ideas. Like I wish 
I wish I was smart enough to come up with the tower that you see in that Kickstarter. It's not me. It's a huge group of community people giving input and things to improve. And uh, it helps us make these products that are that do really well because essentially it's what customers wanted. We're just trying to make it a reality. But um, yeah, and then I think you mentioned like we have we have a Facebook group and an Instagram group that's fairly active and just I don't know just a really good community of um, people that want to help people grow and want to help us make a better product. So it works out really good. I think you guys are rock star entrepreneurs, and just I I think the way that you respond to your community is probably part of why you're so successful. I mean, that's a heck of a Kickstarter you guys got there. <laughs> it's amazing. So congratulations to you. And uh, do you have anything else you want to say that we haven't touched on? Because um, I could get this posted pretty quick if we wrap it up. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it was like, it was short, kind of concise to the point. Um, yeah, you guys did an amazing job. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm is there anything that you like, want us to like elaborate on or, or answer? I mean, I guess I, I don't want to, uh, I, like, I don't want to come across like I'm just pitching the product the whole time. I want to give your audience members some, as much value as I can, as much as we've learned. So is there anything that you think they would want to know more of or anything we can, any way that we can give your audience more value? Uh, I guess, I don't, I mean, the only I can think of is like, is there any kind of common mistake that you see people make when trying to like grow hydroponically that they should avoid? I, we kind of talked a little bit about that. Yeah, I would say like, it's like before getting into hydroponics, that was like those five things. And then I would say getting into it. Um, I have a question, actually. How do you water that? Like you bring a watering can over? Is there like water in that bottom thing? Like how does the watering thing work? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, in that bottom part, we call it the reservoir. So it holds about five gallons or yeah, five gallons of water, like a five gallon jug of water. Uh, we did that intentionally so that it's really easy for you to fill up the system. And then there's a pump and the pump will pump up to the top of the system and it just kind of goes down uh, each tier. Um, there is some videos on the Kickstarter that kind of explain the pathway of, of the water. It's, it's a lot easier to see than to explain, but basically it goes around one tray and then it goes down to the next layer around the tray and just keeps circulating constantly. But then like, you can you add a to, like you don't have to have it near a sink or anything right like do you bring like a you know like a gallon of water over every week or so or every couple of days or every day like how often do you have to add water to it i guess is my question uh depending on how big of a garden and as well as like the maturity of the plants in that garden uh, like the larger the plants the more like water they'll take in it's anywhere between two to six weeks you'll have to add water to that system. Um, so yeah, you can go on a vacation and then come back. <laughs> yeah, to a garden. That yeah. would be like using a five gallon jug as your, as your fill up. Um, yeah, so it's pretty, pretty hands off. You, you fill it up when you start, like as seedlings, you're probably good for like Tessa says, six to, probably around six weeks before you're gonna have to start adding water again. And then, uh, then you can add, there's like, you can add any hydroponic nutrients. We source one kind of locally. It's made from salts and minerals and then some organic um, humic and fumic acid. And it's a really high quality, like dependable 
nutrients. So you get about six months that will come with it. Uh, and you can find it all over the place, but you're not just limited to using that. Again, you can use any hydroponic nutrients, but you would add that to it. And that would give your plants all of the, all of the nutrients, all of the, the substance that they need to actually grow really healthy. And then you kind of cheat because you just have this perfect environment of, you know, sunny 16 hours a day and the perfect amount of water, perfect amount of nutrients, uh, perfect temperatures, like as far as ambient, no bugs, no critters. So the plants just grow extremely fast and very high quality. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming back on and sharing this with us. And I think listeners are really going to like it. So um, I, I just love the design, Ryan. I think you did an <laughs> awesome job there with your 3D printer. I mean, it just, it really just looks like something that you would enjoy having in your house instead of something that you want to like kind of cover up or hide or I totally see these in grocery stores too, like down the lines eventually, like, and people just feel like, I've always pictured that whenever I hear hydroponics, like people just going and just like you would go to the meat counter, like the produce guy is going to be like, here, I'm harvesting your lettuce right now. And it's right, right. grown locally instead of us having to ship, you know, produce all over the country. Or, That's exactly what we mentioned. Even like our produce, a lot of it, I think comes from like another country. No, I, I completely agree. And, and you're starting to see it. I've heard of some grocery stores that grow some things hydroponically. You can uh, pick fresh. Um, but it's, I guess, it's, yeah, it, I think it's going to be the way of the future, just, just based off of how everything's going. And uh, well, I mean, I'm just. You know where else I could see these? And like restaurants. Because I've always wondered, like, why restaurants don't all grow herbs? Like, don't they all need herbs to cook with? And, you know, having fresh herbs and just, I could totally see that. Oh, 100%. Actually, on that, so this is sort of our our next goal. This is what we're going to be moving into next, because it ties in really well with what you're saying. Um, So since this has been successful, it gives us uh, kind of funds to do other things, better opportunities. So we have this idea that we call fund grazing. And the idea is that uh, we use the gardens, like the gardens you see there, the tower or else like our first Eden garden. And we go to restaurants and we say, okay, we have an NGO, like a, a non-government or um, non-profit organization, like the Boys and Girls Clubs, like the 4-H Club, like uh, I don't know the American versions of those, but basically um, not-for-profits, right? And what they do, is they kind of sponsor a garden for the month. And then we find a bunch of people that are looking for fresh greens, like restaurants, um, like even just normal people like me and you that are like, I will buy, you know, two or three heads of lettuce this month. Then we sell them the fresh grown food and then all the money goes to the NGO. And so minus what it costs to grow, which is about a dollar per plant it'll cost. So then for every plant you're selling, you're giving like $4 to the NGO and everybody gets fresh food in return. So that's sort of our next vision we're working on. Uh, we're we're doing it locally. That. I love that so much because you know what? Like for one, I started volunteering to lead a Girl Scout troop in my local community. And so, and what did they have on the news this morning? You know, this big debate about defending your favorite Girl Scout cookie. And, and I was laughing at my husband. I'm like, I can just imagine how big these boxes of Girl Scout cookies are. Like, if they're only $5, like it used to be like, I was just amazed at how much they were selling them for. And now I'm like, well, if they're only selling for $5, I 
they're probably like the size of a packet of Ritz crackers. Like instead of like getting four in a box, you're probably only getting one. Like I know. And then on top of that, why are they selling cookies that are like not, you know, like imagine if they were selling lettuce, that's something healthy for you. Cause I've done a lot of research on the woman who created Girl Scouts and I, and yeah, she wanted to teach kids how to bake and be self-sufficient in the entrepreneurial thing. But like, really do we need to be selling like this is what a great option like i love a ton of that yeah well we love it too because it's it's kind of our bigger vision kind of like build the community around us and and it just seems like everybody wins right like i love the idea that we can provide a product that helps support these local ngos but also what they're selling is a higher quality food than at the same price as they would get from a grocery store um stuff they're already buying yeah. And then the money, it's kind of, yeah, exactly. Like the, the community is building up the community where the money they're getting, yeah, they're getting the freshest fruit possible. And then all that money is not going to like one business. It's going and benefiting the entire community, which I think is very valuable as well. Yeah, exactly. Especially like, yeah, boys and girls, like, you know, you can only do so much fundraising. And so this way it's like, you know, that you can have a consistent like amounts of funds to continue your organization and continue that like great yeah, and now that we kind of have a product that would do that really well and very cost effectively, it's uh, it's the next vision. Once we get this off the ground, that's uh, something we're working with our our local town with, and we plan to uh, spread that as as we start to figure things out. Well, congratulations, you guys, and and keep up the great work. And everybody, go to hopeinnovations.ca. And I, for me, that was the easiest way to get to your Kickstarter. Um, and support them, get yourself one of these towers because they look super cool and efficient and just, um, like even that one sitting next to the bed, I love that. Like I'm thinking like, oh, you could read and like use the light from growing the food to read in your bed (laughs) before you go at night. Like, or even like, I'm also like picturing like I have when I when I do get up and start drinking my coffee like it could sit right there (laughs) and like um just perfect so awesome ideas thank you guys so much thank you yeah thank you thanks so much for having us on again we really really appreciate it do you know someone who would benefit from the organic gardener podcast if you like what you hear we'd love it if you'd share the organic gardener podcast with a friend thanks again for listening and remember grow local 